Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? I fear we've created a monster, Amy. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, so go ahead. Our Wordle that we created. Yeah. The SBC22.net website that has the SBC22 Wordle on it. Yeah. It's harder than the regular Wordle. It is. It is because the regular Wordle is just like words. I mean, it's just you you just try a bunch of different words, but P- ours, to be fair, ours is words too. Yeah, but people are trying to think of it in a category, mm-hmm. not just looking at letters. It's easier so. when you just have all the words than whenever you have a specific right. set of words. And here's the right. crazy thing. We knew the words. We went through the word list. We saw the list, but I don't remember what's happening on what day. I don't remember words being in there. Some of them. Right. There's some of them that I don't even remember. So I'm doing them every morning and I am sometimes not doing very well, but I've got them all so far. I've got them all just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've gotten them in six, but, but it's consistently more than my regular right. wordle. All right. Let me give a tip here of what I've done. I originally was trying to just like try to get in the categories and it has, it has been a better thing for me to, I have a, I always have a starting word that fits. I don't agree with that strategy, but okay. I understand. I understand. But my second word usually isn't necessarily a Baptist word or, you know, whatever. My second word, I always do. You're going to knock out letters. Right. To cancel letters. So that's been my strategy is I kind of go back and forth in between like category words and then words that will just give me some elimination. But everybody needs to remember this. There's four buckets, church type words, meeting words, proper nouns that are like people or organizations. Yeah, we've already had Drake, by the way. And California words. So that's what you got to remember. It can fit in any of those. So the other day. Yeah, we got we got some hate mail for this one. Yeah, for Frond. Yeah. And but remember, we're going to California. What's in California? Palm trees. Palm trees. What are palm tree leaves called? Fronds. Fronds. So you got to think five letter words that might fit in any one of those buckets. Those fronds are here to bump you up. Okay. Not. Nope. Different fronds. Yep. Not even. (laughs) Yep. Somebody out there laughed at that. That one person. Maybe. Maybe. Wasn't me. Remember last week you you said I was funny in the the one that got deleted, yeah. right? So I don't even have proof of that anymore. I don't, oh. Yeah, that in the yes in the audio that we yeah. couldn't use. Well, yeah. okay. Well, all right. Well, anyway, yeah. I just wanted to make that clear that I'm a little upset with myself about our wordle being harder than the regular wordle. But at least well, hey, you can, uh, one thing you can take this to the bank, folks. I will guarantee you this. We will not do what Worldle did to me today with whatever that yeah. was from the Indian Ocean. Yeah, that's the geography one where it puts a picture, which I'm not great at that one at all. Anyway, I'm starting to realize I'm just not a good spatial visual. I didn't know visual. it even existed. I would never I didn't have either. gotten it. I didn't either. So if if we got any Worldle players out there and let us know if you, if you got the Friday one, because I certainly didn't. Again, I'd never heard of it. When the answer came out, I was like, what is that? 
So I had to actually go on a map and I couldn't even you see it see when it. the map was zoomed out. You had to zoom in. It it's was basically terrible. like where Gilligan's Island landed. I mean, that, right. that, I, mean, I that's think it was effect. not. It was not fair. It's like a thing that nobody knew existed. Ugh, frustrating. Had no idea. All right. Anyway, uh, enough of that. All right. On to some good news. We got some great news this week. So we'll start uh, with our sponsor over at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Before we get into the news, all the upheaval and disruption over the last few years has left many asking, what does ministry look like now? The Ministry Now Conference will answer this question on March 22nd to 24th. Experienced ministry leaders from across the nation will gather at Southwestern Seminary in Fort Worth, Texas to explore how God's churches can thrive in this ever-changing ministry context. Founded on an unyielding commitment to biblical truth, built by expert practitioners, and designed to encourage and equip God's people in every area of ministry. This gathering will empower you to live your calling wherever you serve God. So join us in Fort Worth, Texas on March 22nd and 24th. Reserve your tickets now over at swbts.edu slash ministrynow2022. That's swbts.edu slash ministrynow2022. So I can't wait for that. Just uh, under three weeks away. So get your tickets now, make your plans, and join them there in Fort Worth. Amy, we got some big news this week from SBC President Ed Litton. He announced that uh, he's going to be starting and launching a gospel-based reconciliation initiative across the Southern Baptist Convention, but will do so from the office of pastor and not SBC president, meaning he will not seek a second term as SBC president. Yeah, so this dropped on Tuesday afternoon, and it was a video that released from Pastor Ed Litton uh, at Redemption Church there in Mobile, and he said that he believes God is calling him to devote the next five to 10 years of his life to pursuing racial reconciliation through the local church. He's got a, what he calls it, not a top-down program, but a locally-based strategy that invites local churches to take the lead in their communities. And he'll be giving more information about that at the 2022 annual meeting in June in Anaheim. Um, But then he said that he would be doing that more from his role as uh, as a local church pastor, not as SBC president. Yeah, so he becomes the first president since Adrian Rogers, I believe, in 1979 to not seek the second term. So Adrian did not do that in 1980. He was elected in 79, did not seek that term in 1980. So uh, following in those footsteps, so to speak, of Adrian Rogers. But that does bring the question, who will run? We found that out too. We got one the next day. On Wednesday, we had an announcement that Willie Rice, pastor in Florida, will be nominated for SBC president. Clint Presley will be doing that nomination. Um, so Clint Presley is from my, my home state. Uh, he pastors Hickory Grove Baptist Church in the Charlotte area in North Carolina. Uh, but he released a statement through Baptist Press that he would be nominating Willie Rice, pastor of Calvary Church in Clearwater, Florida. Yes. So he said about Willie that he represents who Southern Baptists are at their best and that he loves Southern Baptists, believes in Southern Baptists, and has demonstrated at every level of our convention his ability to lead Southern Baptists. So uh, I, I know many of you are probably familiar with Willie. He gave the 2021 convention sermon here in Nashville last summer, a sermon that was well-received by many in attendance. He's also a current trustee for the North American Mission Board. I saw him just a couple of weeks ago over in Phoenix uh, for the North American Mission Board trustee meeting. Has served as president of the Florida Baptist Convention back in 06 to 08. Was the president of the Pastors Conference in 2015, and that was in Columbus, if you remember. And then also chaired the 20. 20- 
10 SBC Committee on Committees and the 2016 Committee on Nominations. Uh, that was in St. Louis. So for that group. And, uh, you know, like I said, de- delivered the convention sermon. So no stranger to Southern Baptist. Right. And one uh, important piece of information that Baptist Press always includes is annual church profile stats. Uh, Calvary reported 218 baptisms in 2021 and giving through the cooperative program um, approximately 7.5% of the church's annual budget. Yeah. 532,000, Amy. That's right. That's That's a lot. Regardless of the percent, that's a lot of money. <laughs> right. And, and one thing that's good to remember is Baptist Press always does include that in the nomination um, releases. One reason is because it's been expressed clearly by messengers that they do want to know that. Um, we have a motion that typically com- it comes almost every year uh, asking for that to be required in nomination speeches. Steve Bailey from Arkansas. Yeah. And it ne- and, and that's a, that's a a genuine desire for that information to be out there, but it's, but it is a challenge because a nomination speech is essentially, it's a speech from a messenger to others. And if you put that in the bylaws, you're requiring something of a person making a speech on the floor. So that's kind of a difficult or, you know, or from the stage, that's, that's kind of a difficult thing to do requiring that of messengers. So in response to that, for years, Baptist Press has always said, we do it. We make sure that we put that in. Um, so every every nomination announcement does include that. So that's helpful, ha- helpful information to have. Um, this is the only announcement so far. I mean, we've had another already, Victor Chiasa Rizabon uh, for first vice president. You're two for two. I'm so proud but, of you. Uh, but I'm sure more announcements will be coming for these offices and other offices. There's been some social media rumors this week of other candidates, but no one has made an official announcement. So what it tells me is we got more coming. Yes, possibly. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, I, Amy, as we always say, you're not nominated till you're nominated. And that's that happens right. in that, June. That, that's right. And so what uh, what we've talked about is we strongly advise people to announce ahead of time, but it is not required. That's correct. So they can show up five minutes before you could have a last minute nomination for president. As a matter of fact, we've talked about those times in SBC history where there's multiple nominations from the floor, like on the fly. That was in the 50s, 60s. So it can happen. Um, you got all the way up until June to put your name in the ring. Uh, but in this day and age, we have, especially with, you know, digital opportunities and strategies, yeah. it's always recommended yeah. to announce before. We get it out there in the app and everything as well. So anyone listening at home, if you want to go and nominate Amy, all you got to do is just show up on the stage for whatever position that you want to nominate Amy for and just get up there and do it. And that'd be awesome. And I know she would accept, gladly. If nominated, I will not accept. <laughs> if elected, I will not accept. Don't listen to her. She's just blowing smoke there. She she doesn't yeah. mean that. She doesn't mean that. So just you nominate just, Everybody, try me. Try me. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Try me and see what happens. Yeah. Okay. That's right. All right. Like you said, we do have one for president and one for first vice president so far. And I'm sure we'll be bringing you more in the coming weeks as we lead up to the 2022 SBC annual meeting in Anaheim, California. Amy, it's the first of the month. You know what that means? CP. Boy, have I got some good news. It's getting even higher. I should play some Creed right here with higher. Uh, but uh, 13% above budget so far. 13.5% above budget. It's a cooperative program giving. That's 
really massive. Yes. I mean, that's, uh, yeah, the, the headline giving climbs even higher, like you just said, it's pretty yes. crazy. So it's, and, and also kind of complementing that, uh, giving to Southern Baptist missions offerings is at record levels through the first five months yeah. of the fiscal year. Those as are also well. way up 11% above where they were last year. So for the specifics, we had $18.7 million given in February, 2022, which is about 18% more than the monthly budget amount of 15.8. So right at $2.9 million more than budget given through the cooperative program. That puts us at a total so far through five months, just under $90 million, $89,879,186.88. Don't forget the $0.88. Cents. That is way up over the budget amount of $79.16 million. So we are $10.7 million over budget. That is 13.53% above the budget right now in our giving. Amy, we're staring at a six-month total of over $105 million, which we haven't seen in a very, very long time. And that is pretty amazing, and I am really excited about it. I'm here for that. I'm here for the generosity of Southern Baptist. And you mentioned the designated giving. That is over $54 million in February, which brings the total to more than $94.5 million so far this year, which is 11.15% more than the $85.1 million that was given last year. So a testimony again to the faithfulness and generosity of Southern Baptist across the country. All right. Great news. Absolutely. All right. Hey, speaking of great news, O.S. Hawkins was honored as the outgoing president of Guidestone Financial Resources this past week. He turned over the keys, so to speak, to Hans Dilbeck on March 1st. Yes, he did. And it was his 58th trustee meeting. That's a lot of trustee That's a lot of meetings. trustee meetings. That's a lot of uh, chicken, right, <laughs> Amy? Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the official uh, dinner of all trustee meetings. Actually, they, 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 they've branched out. I went to the last Guidestone meeting that was here in Nashville, and it was a lunch meeting, the one I went to, and they had like a soup and salad that was fantastic. It wasn't your, your standard, you know, banquet chicken type thing. Right, so it was fantastic. Right. It was a great well, it's uh, I, I'm still sure he's had a lot of chicken sure meals lot of throughout chicken, the years. Yeah. It's the mm-hmm. kind of your typical easy one that everyone likes. Uh, but really, uh, long career in in what he's done at Guidestone, 25 years. And so this meeting had the it was the official transition over to Hans Dillbeck. They had a dinner on Monday night, and uh, Renee Trawick, she's the outgoing trustee chair. Um, she spoke. She said, one of the greatest privileges of serving in this position has been the opportunity to get to know OS and Susie, both personally and professionally. And um, they uh, had some gifts for them and and lots of lots of comments. They had um, comments from Jack Graham, Bob Sorrell, John Jones, Steve Dighton, lots of people just speaking on their behalf. So I know that was a very special time. And I'm and I'm just glad you know, that I, I got on the train early with Susie Hawkins being a most fascinating Southern Baptist. You know, I just, I paved the way for these people to to make these comments, you know. Also at the trustee meeting, Amy, they announced that 2021 was a record year for Mission Dignity. Once again, more than $11 million was given through Mission Dignity this past year. And they had more donors than ever. More than 10,000 donors gave to Mission Dignity this past year. 
for that $11 million. So just an incredible, incredible ministry. And kind of like the legacy of O.S. Hawkins there. I mean, Guidestone is doing great, and it has blossomed under his direction. But Mission Dignity, I think, will be the lasting legacy over at Guidestone for O.S. Hawkins and just an incredible, incredible ministry there at Guidestone. Hans Dilbeck also announced that this year, you know, they have that that theme every year, Amy. This is the year to set a stone. It comes from 1 Samuel 7, 12. And uh, Samuel took a stone, set it between Mizpah and Shen, and named it Ebenezer, saying, thus far the Lord has helped us. So uh, that is the theme for the year for Guidestone, the year to set a stone. So uh, congratulations to Dr. Hawkins and all the best to Hans Dilbeck as he takes over as president at Guidestone. Amy, final note here, a new agreement is in place between Southern Baptist Disaster Relief and Send Relief. Yeah, so this is a new working agreement between the state directors of Southern Baptist Disaster Relief and Send Relief. So they there was a, a roundtable that Southern Baptist Disaster Relief directors came together for on January 27th, and they affirmed this measure. It kind of connects with the the agreement that North America Mission Board and International Mission Board had linking arms through Send Relief. Then that the state executive director's fellowship asked NAM and IMB to develop some more formal protocols. So this allows Southern Baptist Disaster Relief, which is kind of the different groups in each state, to come alongside. Um, and so it spells out that Send Relief will be able to use, to raise funds related to crisis response that they can then use to replenish their uh, disaster relief supplies, support national disaster projects, and provide need-based crisis response grants. And then they will uh, establish funds during major disaster events and then share those donations with the state units at the forefront. So it's kind of just those types of partnership determinations to figure out just how does how do we work together so that we uh, are helping people in their moment of need. So that's that's really good. We'll put the link in the show notes because it gives a little more detail to that. Um, but very important partnership. Yeah, not only a very important partnership, Amy, but a very important ministry for Southern Baptists in in the current days, as well as when we move forward uh, together with disaster relief. So a lot going on there and uh, very thankful for our Southern Baptist disaster relief, as well as send relief. All right, Amy, that's going to do it for our news this week and bring me to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, floor minds. All right. So I just found something I wanted to go to in 1948. It was a March 2nd article. Sometimes I just like to share profiles of people. So it's the headline is too busy to serve the Lord with a question mark. Read this story of Maxie Jarman and go find another excuse. And it tells it has a like a two page profile on Maxie Jarman, who was basically is a billionaire. Uh, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Um, He started a shoe company. It was a general, no, at first it was Jarman shoe company. Then it was general shoe company. Then it became Genesco basically. So it was Johnston and Murphy dockers journeys. Holy um, smokes. Yeah. So kind of a big deal. And this is what it says. It starts out and says, if the doors ever open for a regular service at First Baptist Church and the Maxi Jarmans are not present, you can be sure they're out of town. He's cha- He was chairman of the deacons at, I guess, First Baptist Nashville. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Teacher of a young men's Sunday school class. 
says during a recent evangelistic service, he left his pew at the beginning of the invitation, walked around the back of the auditorium to the seat of a friend. I guess that was kind of his who's your one asked that man to give his heart to Christ, said he loves his denomination too. president of the Southern Baptist Foundation back then in, in 1948. Also a member of the Sunday school board serving as financial advisor, president of the Tennessee Baptist Orphans Home, trustee of Moody Bible Institute, trustee of the Tennessee Baptist Foundation, and then was also a trustee of Peabody College, said he he does this church work despite the fact he has more reason than probably any of us to say he is too busy, for he is a very busy man. Um, and so there's this whole profile. It talks about him. You know, of course, this is back in 1948 before it, you know, before it becomes what it is today. And tells about him starting the shoe company, his philosophy of business, um, and then all the things that he does. Uh, and then had like lives on lived on Woodlawn Drive in Nashville. Had three children. Um, I love I love where he talks about starting starting the company. It says he went. He said it one Friday in 1919, this is his father actually starting the company. His father left his Nashville office, went to the little city of Franklin, 19 miles away. Um, He rented a hotel room, spent many hours in prayer. When he emerged, he was convinced it was God's will that he form his own shoe company and run it along Christian lines. So just this really great profile of Maxie Jarman and his father, their commitment to be Christian businessmen. But um, he really gave his time um, to his local church and to Southern Baptist causes. And I just found it inspiring to read. There's some stuff after that about um, about the foundation where he was reelected president of that. So uh, it was kind of the Maxi Jarman issue of Baptist Press, um, but quite an example and model for those uh getting engaged and no one really being able to say they're too busy for it. Um, All talked about in 1948 this week in SBC history. Yeah. What's wild is, you know, Maxie's running the shoe company. He, he didn't like go into go to school for management or anything. He went to MIT for electrical engineering. Yeah. That's uh, it's pretty impressive. And then round wound up running a shoe company and running it. Well, apparently my word. Yeah. Yeah, clearly wow. did uh, did did very well through his lifetime. Yeah, because in 1947 they had 26 plants and 16 million pairs of shoes manufactured. And just I am absolutely blown away by this. Amazing! They have factories in Mexico City, Lima, Peru, and retail outlets in those areas as well. So I mean, good night. How have we never heard of him? Uh, I don't know, but. It's a good profile. So yeah. the link wow. is in the show notes. Man, amazing. All right. Well, that's going to bring us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? It's a resource that dropped from the ERLC on what you should know about the Supreme Court decision on abortion. It's kind of a resource about the Dobbs case. Uh, it's got a free prayer guide. It's got some uh, information about the case itself. Talks about what happens if Roe v. Wade is overturned, kind of a state by state um, look at that, a map that, that gives everything. And so, uh, definitely something that 
is helpful as we prepare for the ruling in the case. The free prayer guide is something you sign up for by email, and it contains a list of 48 specific prayer requests to guide you, your family, and your church in prayers over the coming weeks and months, um, especially as that ruling will come this summer. So uh, so very, very helpful piece. And, uh, that dropped this week. Yeah. And I had a chance to go to the ERLC event this Thursday night in Alpharetta over at NAM. They had a, a small little gathering there at NAM, went down to that, really enjoyed all the stuff that they're doing, you know, on the pro-life side of things. And, uh, just the stand for life initiative that Elizabeth Graham is kind of running that whole life team there at ERLC. Just an amazing, amazing job they did this week, and they are continuing to do as we get closer to a decision in that Dobbs case that you mentioned. All right, my resource of the week is the Send Serve Tour. They had a Serve Tour stop this past week in Memphis, and it had an incredible turnout for that. More than 1,000 volunteers united to serve the city of Memphis over two days. 65 churches participated in that. And they've got a lot more coming to other areas around the country. So if you are interested in being a part of that, you can go to servetour.org. That is the Send Relief Serve Tour. They're going, uh, like I just said, they were in Memphis this past week. A couple of weeks from now, they'll be in Meridian, Mississippi. And then Baltimore, Maryland, Charleston, South Carolina, Anaheim, California. That is for the annual meeting, the um, crossover event there. And then this fall, they'll be in both Jacksonville, Florida, and Dayton, Ohio. So some great stops there. Be a part of that serve tour if they're coming to you. Make a difference in those communities. And uh, just an easy way for your church to get involved with other churches in the area and participate in this nationwide service event. So the serve tour from Send Relief. That is my resource of the week. Amy, it's the first of the month also. Uh, you know what that? What else that means, right? I don't know. The Choreo Crumble is now for sale. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. We took our best-selling classic chocolate chip cookie, drizzled it with white chocolate, loaded it up with crushed Oreos, and sprinkled just a little flaky salt on top. That sounds amazing. How many of those do you want right now? Yeah, I'll take several of $10 those. That's a dozen. amazing. $10 a dozen right now. Sweet 31 Baking Company. Very, very good. Keeping the weight on since 2018. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> One other thing I want to throw out there um, is since we already we did our resources and obviously we talked about all the opportunities to give a cooperative program and other things. We do have a lot of people. I mean, I, I certainly am one, but a lot of, I'm hearing from a lot of other people that are trying to figure out what can be done mm -hmm. uh, for Ukraine. And so want to make sure folks know you can go to sendrelief.org. And when you do you right there at the top banner, there's oh. a, a way you can, can go. So uh, we, we may mention this regularly on the podcast uh, just because that's something on the hearts and minds of, of everyone yeah, with each absolutely. week. Yeah. Just uh, each week, you know, the situation gets more and more dire and you can be a part of the help and the healing that's going on with uh, many of the refugees through send relief. So like Amy said, sendrelief.org, put the link in the show notes for that. And uh, you can be part of what send relief is doing there in Eastern Europe. And uh, Paul Chitwood, I know was, was there over in Poland and working with some of the refugees and some of the IMB missionaries in the area that are part of that. So uh, Southern Baptist is doing a lot over in Eastern Europe right now and um, continuing to pray for that situation. All right, Amy, that's going to do it for us this week. I'll see you next week. See you next week. See you next week.